0: Here we are, the real dirt 2021. Thank God. Welcome back. Oh, man, it's so good to be on a roll of real dirts. Right now, we're recording all the season and it's just been really exciting. We've been doing a lot of market research, uh, really, you know, trying to hear what you guys want to listen to and uh, give it back to you. And today, man, we we're real fortunate because one of the most asked about topics we have is hemp and the chemistry of hemp and the genetics of hemp and the genetics of cannabis. And today I have Matt Chandler and we're going to talk about all of that. How's it going, Matt? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. So, so Matt, tell me, tell me how you're involved with uh, CBD and hemp. So currently I have a brand
1: really focused around more of the experiential side of CBD. And we'll kind of talk about more of that of like the market. I got into cannabis and hemp about four years ago, um, actually from Oklahoma where you're at now. And then you, oh, you yeah, were from right. Colorado. You, yeah. And, yeah, then you, then and you switched. Live in, yeah. Right, right. I moved where, to Colorado. So where, so, so where did you grow up? <laughs> Grew up here in Oklahoma city area. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit east of the city, mm-hmm. uh, Choctaw area, you know, around here growing up, cannabis was pretty taboo. Oh yeah. This was and, a really hard place. Yeah. They'd even have tattoos. That were legal when I was growing oh up here. You had people had to go down to Texas to get Yeah, a Absolutely, you know, so,
0: Oklahoma for for those of you who don't know about the free lands of Oklahoma. Now we have tattoos. We uh-huh. have beer over three point two. Yeah. yeah, totally. There's breweries and, and there's medical cannabis.
1: Yeah, and when I was growing mm-hmm. up, or actually when I was I got into cannabis when I was twenty six, and mainly got into it because uh, my partner at the time had a hard time sleeping and was trying to decide between Ambien or that. And we had a small kid, and it was like. Mm. I can't do anything. She's like, in college, cannabis helped me a lot. And so I was like, let's do that. So we went and found her some. And at the time it was illegal. And that year it was right before we got into the business. And I think they had 20% increase in incarcerations for cannabis. Yeah. And here it was like a pretty stiff penalty, like two years for possession. A small possession. Yeah, seeds
0: ridiculous. and crumbs and
1: That's all changed. It's all changed. It's all changed. So that's kind of how I got in the industry, just coming for the plant that way. Really just- The um, medicinal side. Yeah, the medicinal side.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's the true great gateway to cannabis is the medicinal side. The medicinal way is the gateway drug. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. The good gateway drug. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: But I I feel like I contribute cannabis to really helping me open up my mind to many things. I feel like, you know, growing up here, we're all taught, you know, a product of our own environment, what we have you know, our experiences growing up and- it's conservative state, and cannabis was
0: the devil's lettuce, and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all that was bad stuff. Pass and so, the devil's lettuce. <laughs> that's right. And you so, know, you know what Oklahoma's really done one of the one of the the things that's obvious for me now. Uh huh. And this is, might be a stereotype. Yeah, but now we write country songs.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. You get some good cannabis country songs all the time. We were just right. we were just we just came up with "Pass the Devil's Lettuce." I like that one, man. I like that one. <laughs> you guys are making hits over here. Huh? No, it's me and you. It's not. It's oh, nice okay. us. We're yeah, making yeah, hits there over we go. here.
1: You play? You play guitar or anything? No, uh, you know,
0: that I that just I, I make noise. I make noise. I just picked up a I just picked up a hybrid dulcimer.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, totally pretty cool. Do you know the dulcimer? No, I don't. What you mean? Well, I found out it's the easiest string instrument to play, so I immediately excelled at it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one to pick up. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I started with the banjo, and then I moved to guitar, and I've been banging away with those guys for a few years, but I'm kind of new to it all. Like uh, maybe three, four years I've been playing. and All right. Um, uh, yeah, the dulcimer just has this hybrid dulcimer. It's a Merlin dulcimer. It's only has, it has four strings. Mm-hmm. They're metal, like a banjo. Okay, You can play it however you want. You mm-hmm. can pick it, you can claw banjo style it, you know, mm-hmm. you can strum it. Dulcimers are traditionally made to be on your lap, but this Merlin style is more like a, a guitar. Yeah, and it's also a half. It's okay, it only has a uh, seven frets, and I believe the dulcimer normally has eleven. Okay, so nice. what we'll to make a cannabis country album so, then this oh, year? Drop dude. it this year. Yeah, let's drop that 20-21. shit, dude. <laughs> You know what it's? You know what I really like about it is it sounds. <laughs> it is. So I really love the banjo sound and the banjo tuning. Uh-huh. Right, you can get the claw, the banjo claw to it. Oh yeah. And really have a great like banjo like sound. Nice, right? Yeah, I like the banjo sound mm-hmm. too. It's, it's yeah. unique and different. And, yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean, it's it, it's all based on the that that root music back from Africa, man. Mm, you know yeah. that same t- that same tuning. There's something with the harmonics in the world and like like yeah. how that that. That same tuning that's in, you know, uh, many instrument, Indian string instruments and African string instruments, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, it, it, it resonates. Creates I think it's that the, unique sound, the universal buzz. Yeah. I like right. that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Universal frequency. Universal frequency. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, sounds good. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like weed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why I got into cannabis that way. CBD was a big part. Probably about a year into after I, you know, started in cannabis, smoking cannabis, pretty much on the back porch at night, relaxing, chilling, noticed that I stopped watching as much TV and was more of just like hanging out, having more conversations. Mm -hmm. And so it really improved my life in a lot of different ways. And I felt like just some of the patterns I had growing up and programming of what to do in life started to like become more aware and more conscious. At the time, my ex-partner had a couple autoimmune disorders and we started learning about CBD through it. And it started really helping her improve her energy and overall mood and different things. And so, you know, at the time was wanting to get out of Oklahoma, wanting to kind of a lifestyle change because I grew up here my <laughs> whole life. And um, we were looking at places in Colorado was obviously a big cannabis state. They were big into hemp. It's probably one of the first, biggest places yeah, in capital state. for, yeah, yeah, for hemp. Yeah. Um, that in Kentucky, I think was the totally. two, two early Absolutely. On adopters. Absolutely. And uh, so moved up there to learn about the plant. We started our own brand. I started consulting with a, a company that was making CBD isolate at the time, which was about, flexed like four and a half, five years ago. So it was pretty new. Yeah, I learned a lot about the chemistry side, started jumping in the supply chain about the grow side, and really just learning, you know, good growing techniques, what people were doing, how to grow hemp, because I was unfamiliar at the time, mm-hmm. um, and then how to extract it and, and basically, you know, form miners and different things like that. So, like I said, I've been involved with a lot of different areas in the supply chain, but when we first moved up there, it was a brand. When we started up there, I think when we first started in CBD, there wasn't like manufacturers don't, won't touch this stuff. There was still a lot of regulations. Banking was a mess. And we got shut down several times on banks and credit cards and all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff. And so it's just, yeah. even now it's still just a little bit challenging. We've gotten a lot better, but really there was no manufacturers that took touch it. So we ended up getting our commercial kitchen license and getting some of the licenses we needed to start manufacturing products and doing products ourselves. Did that for ourselves and other people and the market's taken just some crazy turns over the last three to four Woo-hoo. years. Like you said. <laughs> it's been like a rodeo man. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think with hemp because it's not it wasn't it had that not same regulations as cannabis did because it, it was federal legal, it got a lot more attention and money. So there's mm-hmm. you know big players starting to dump money in the last three or four years, because you know, yeah, there's absolutely. a multi-billion dollar market that's forming. And so people were wanting to get into it, but then there's a lot of people that I feel like with cannabis that, you know, they're like, oh, it's going to be big. We're all going to throw money into it. And so they, the infrastructure almost overbuilt, a lot of people started popping up that were making different isolates and different, you know, farming. And, you know, when I first started, our farmer made $90,000 an acre on his, uh, farm. Oh, wow. Drawing hemp. Now, back then it was, I think Colorado had like three or four years that
0: they had that, you know, pilot program that they were able Mm -hmm. to do that. Oh, man. Um, I tell you, I saw all that happen and I really missed out on it all. I, it I, did, I tried yeah. to get involved with it, but like it just, I was just so busy with the rest of my my, my world that yeah. I just couldn't get, get involved with it. Yeah. It was an awesome, that was an awesome time to be in hemp. And I mean, it still is. It's it a different is, world yeah. now, though, because. You know, now you're like maybe a couple thousand dollars an acre, three thousand dollars an if acre. If that yeah, if you can. If that, and that's what mm-hmm. you gotta be really efficient.
1: Yeah. This last year, my farmer that made that ninety thousand dollars that I've been working with a lot, he ended up getting out of the business because he made less than he did growing watermelons. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. you know, and he's an organic mm-hmm. farmer and he's like I I grow can, watermelons, right. They're just farmers.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> farmers are like I can grow watermelons more. That was my first crop, and they don't have to deal with
1: it any of the shit. <laughs> they can sell the whole foods, the Walmart, yeah. you know, the watermelons where the hemp market.
0: People that buy it are all over the board and mm-hmm. changing, and it's constant chaos. It sounds yeah, like constant so chaos. Yeah, so the, the the market got flooded in so many different areas. There were multiple bottlenecks or there were multiple issues with it. One one thing that happened, you pointed out, was that the hemp market was flooded with manufacturers of end-use products, flooded with mm-hmm. brands, lots of co-packing going on. Yep. So a lot of the stuff was all just the same stuff. Yep. Even, right? It was all, so much of it was just, uh, and is still just homespun. Mm-hmm homespun people never dealt with marketers or Mm co-packers and might not have realized that like, Oh man, they just made my hemp product the exact same thing as everybody else. Everybody else's. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then the more it started being (laughs) acceptable nationwide and uh, like stores and things like that, then all the bigger brands that, you know, Mm -hmm. might already have a name for themselves, but just was looking at CBD as another health ingredient are adding it to their products and their lines. And they already have the distribution set. So I feel like it pushed a lot of the brands out. And then the ones that got in early that were making stuff like us, um, it made it very difficult because soon as the manufacturers started opening up, you know, they're, they're set up with scale. large facilities and yeah. for scale. And so if you're a, you guys are you doing know, some boutique style or boutique, style. nice as it might be, it's yeah. just the volume is just boutique it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got into it because you had to, because it, you know, the bigger mm-hmm. ones weren't doing it at first, but then after a couple of years of regulation changes and them getting more comfortable, they started flooding it in and bringing some of the, mm-hmm. you know, bigger companies over. And so I feel like a lot of people that invested heavily in the Manufacturing side, which a lot did end mm-hmm. up oh, yeah. in trouble, you know, and they, there's still some of them that made it survived a little bit
0: longer, but a lot of them, those big companies are in trouble. Yeah. And, and it, it went a couple different ways too, because there was the initial scale that happened mm-hmm. where it went from, from homespun, boutique operations to like the step up mm-hmm. or maybe two steps up even. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, for manufacturing. And then hemp. Was federally legalized. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which made it a lot Which easier. Everybody that could, everybody that ever wanted to grow mm-hmm. cannabis. Could do it. Could do it. And yep. they did. They did. So yeah. it seemed like. <laughs> no, it really that's true. That's true. And it seems right. like you know, a you know whole any stats from the last year? I mean, 2019 production.
1: Uh as far as production, I, I really the more familiar stat I am is just price per acre. 'Cause okay. you know, like yeah, from our yeah, yeah, farm, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. from ninety thousand the first year down to I think it was like cut in half the next year down to ten down mm-hmm. to this last year, which we was making around a thousand dollars an acre. And it was right. like there wasn't much sense. They could grow multiple other things. And I, I think too, it's just because the amount of hemp licenses I, I did look at per state just skyrocketed. I don't have mm-hmm. the numbers off my head, but went significantly up. And I feel like the supply Basically, there's an oversupply. Oversupply. Yeah, Absolutely. Oversupply. Yeah, Absolutely. there was an oversupply of the grow.
0: Because people, right. the growers- because Colorado and Oregon could have probably produced all of the hemp, you know, for, for the country. Yeah, exactly. Right?
1: You know, acres and acres are, are that's a lot. Of, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's millions and millions of dollars and of actual people products. Went, people
0: went in from the homespun people, the small- farmers, the farmers wanted to stick your toe in it. We're doing one acre, 10 acres, 40 acres. And then all of a sudden it became legal. And I heard multiple people say hundreds, hundred acre, Mm -hmm. thousands acres, right?
1: Well, if you're a farm, it's a mass farm and you're growing, you know, hundreds of acres of a certain crop on your, on your farm, you know, you can make sense out of it, out of, you know, a thousand dollars. And that's still a premium than what you're getting paid over wheat and other things that you can farm and sell. So yeah, the farmers that, had bigger farms I think that are the ones that are like kind of coming come in and cut down the rest mm-hmm. I know so many people that came into hemp that want to grow those one to ten acre ranges right. and if you're doing them by hand it doesn't make it sense with the labor sense. and your time and all that stuff of what you're right. going to sell for. Well, there
0: there is a market for the the smokable or the yeah, higher end hemp that that, that mm-hmm. you can get into with those smaller acreages yeah but, which is um, that, just, is that popular in the dispensaries here or
1: any, like do people buy hemp? Oh, it's at gas stations. It's a gas station. So people are buying there. Is Every it,
0: non-weed uh-huh. legal state, I have been into a gas station that has had hemp or a head shop. Yeah. It's had the hemp that buds for sale. Nice. Yeah. Which right. I I don't know if you, do you, have your smoked them personally? Yeah. Oh, totally.
1: Tons, yeah. Tons, I, I mix tons. it in with mine. I'm mixing I mix it in with
0: ganja. Yeah. I mix it with All ganja. Right.
1: I think it's yeah. a good. Like I blend it. know, it,
0: yeah, it absolutely. Blends great because you know the, the the thing for a lot of the hemp is it's not fed at all, and it's just given water. There's hardly any fertilizer in it, so it might not have the best look. Yeah, but like it smokes really. Yeah, it's more good, earthy, or it can smoke yeah. really good. The quality of the smoke is good. It might not have the flavor. Yeah, it is not stony, as much. but like yeah. like it, it, it's a really good. Smoke. yeah it was like right. more of an earthy blend to me it's like right. grounding and I'm gonna, you know what mixing it i'm going to grow some ganja that way next year what mixing half and half no no i'm just going to grow it like hemp and only water and just give it some water and not pay it huh. any, much attention at all just for the smoking quality yeah because okay. then i can mix ganja in with my ganja okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, no, no. Water only, water only cannabis is the best smoking cannabis, no matter how you, if it's ganjo or hemp, just. Just water only. Water only. Just how it is. The volume of water just changes the composition of it. Okay. You know. Do you don't um, do nutrients and things like that it as Mix it all into the soil. Soil. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Caring more about the soil. Yeah. Yeah. Caring more. Or, I mean, even if you use synthetic nutrients, you just like mm. give it the synthetic nutrients two, three times and then water. Yeah. Right. So water's so, the main. Yeah. Yeah. Water water. But right. you know, it's not I mean, fat kids love cake. That's my theory of growing cannabis. Uh-huh. And if you want fat cannabis plants, you got to feed them. Feed them the water. No, feed them fertilizer. Fertilizer. Fertilizer, okay. fertilizer. if you want fat ones. Fat ones. <laughs> the big ones. Okay. The big I gotcha. ones.
1: Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha.
0: I know that's, you know, uh, not a um, politically correct uh, statement, but everybody can identify that. I was a fat kid. I love to eat cake. I get it. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't easy. That's a good analogy. Right. Right. But, no, yeah, no, you got to feed it. You know, like a a million people tell me that you don't after we just said it, but hey, that's cool. Yeah. You know, do what what you do. No. Yeah. Hey man, if you want to get that price per acre up, you got to spend the money on it in order Mm -hmm. to put the fertilizer in it to get more out of it. And there is a cost benefit there. Yeah. You know, like you can either do it for $10,000 an acre organically, which Mm -hmm. is a shit ton when you're talking about a hundred acres or a thousand acres. Right. Or like synthetically, it might cost you. 500 dollars. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And I don't think that the organic market's quite, doesn't pull that much higher price right now for mm-hmm. cannabis in general. I'm, I'm a proponent profan- of uh organic farming or yeah, absolutely farming and stuff like that. But I do absolutely. feel like there's not enough market right now to differentiate if you're a grower for the cost sometimes. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that it'll, it'll start to pop up a little bit more. There's
0: going to be some buyers that are
1: no, it stuff. no, it's already happening. No, it's already yeah. happening. I already yeah.
0: see organic cultivation and or, mm-hmm. and people ask if it's organic, you know, and I haven't seen that for a long time.
1: Yeah, certainly.
0: People are caring more for sure. Yeah. So hey man, this is a perfect time for us to roll into a break. Sounds good. All right. Hey, let's take a take a take a moment. All right. Hey guys, it doesn't matter if you're a hemp farmer or if you're a medical cannabis farmer, if you're farming in your basement, if you're farming out in the back 40, Cultivate Garden Supplies can help you. If you need anything from truckloads of soil to pints of fertilizer, we have it all. You can contact us online. We ship all over the country and the world. You can look us up at CultivateColorado.com, CultivateOKC.com, Hey, man, if you need to talk to somebody, great. Just walk into one of my shops. Ask to speak to anyone. You don't even have to ask to speak speak to someone. Just come up and start talking to you. They can help you solve all of your fertilizer problems, all of your lighting problems. We service the largest, most commercial gardens in the country and the smallest, most boutique and the I'm just getting started guy. So please come by. We welcome all of you. Cultivate Colorado in Denver and Stapleton. Cultivate OKC in Oklahoma City. And please check us out online, cultivatecolorado.com. Yeah, man, nice little break. Uh, wow, I can't believe you did that with that bong, man. That was incredible. <laughs> I, did, I don't, I can't even smoke one of those anymore. <laughs> you know, I, uh, <laughs> I like the bongs. Yeah, I know, I know. Everybody's heard about the the, the bong at the Real Dirt Studio. Man, the industry. Kind of, it went flat. It went mm-hmm. more than flat this oh, yeah. past, you know, 2020. Oh yeah. Right. Has it recovered? I feel that it is recovering a little bit. I
1: think most of the people that flooded the market with like, came into hemp is like, this is a gold mine. Mm-hmm. You know, farmers are making 10,000 an acre. We're used to mm-hmm. make this. We can gold make diggers. Yeah, Gold diggers. Gold diggers. Exactly. Yeah. They came in and lost their ass in 2019, 2020. Oh and man, so they' am sorry guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it's, it, you know, if you were in those, if you came into hemp for the first time to grow during those times, it was definitely going to be challenging. Not only to grow, but then to sell, because I don't know about you, but I think every f- hemp farmer I've met, any cannabis grower, their first year is always a learning kind of journey. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, with hemp, you get one shot that year. In most places, at least, I think California yeah. places might have more growing seasons. But yeah, you, you had a hard time. And so most of them, I think, are got out. And so where it's kind of normalized the supply chain a little bit you know, some of the bigger guys that are still in there, they've kind of driven the price down, got their price to where they know that they can make money on it. And uh, yeah, the the hemp market has completely changed and it's really elevated on a global level too. You know, there's people growing all over different countries and just like most of the other crops and commodities that we have, you know, wherever the cheapest and, you know, uh, makes the most sense to grow for the climate is where I feel like they're going to, you know, be the most growers and the most, you know, activity going. Um, and I think that's going to be happening with him too.
0: Oh it's yeah, absolutely. To I mean, it's, it's that way with every other crop, right? Yeah. There's some su- superior areas to cultivate it. You know, it doesn't matter if you're talking, we were talking watermelons earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, Florida is a great place to grow watermelons. Yeah. You yeah. know, Oh yeah. But, But but weed is harder to grow there. Really, right? It's just so humid. Humid, yeah. I figured on the humidity. You know, I mean, it can be done absolutely, and Uh people are crushing it down there. But it's not as easy as say like Oregon or Southern Colorado, 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 right? Where it's nice and dry. Mm -hmm. You know, and you get all your water comes from irrigation. You can control it all. Control a little bit more. You know, in in Tennessee, like it might rain every day of the harvest season. Yeah. Kentucky is kind of the same way, but it it it. Can be a little drier. Sure. All throughout the East Coast are affected with the hurricane season, like, you know, and the, which is correlates with harvest season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Growing's
0: different in every client, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Basically, it changes constantly. And so,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. There's always something to learn no matter where you go. It's going it, to, it can, if you're open to it, you can submerge yourself into the environment mm-hmm. and and kind of read what's going on, understand if you understand what the plant wants and needs, mm-hmm. right, then you can manipulate both the plant and the environment to do what you want. It might not be exactly the same, yeah. but, you no, know, you got to pay similar. attention.
1: Oh, yeah. And I feel like with, you know, cannabis or, or hemp growing is going to be if you're starting out, it's probably not the best place to start um, in the industry right now. If you're looking at doing the smokeables yeah. and growing some higher end stuff, then that's mm-hmm. a little bit different. Because right. I think there is a market for those and they are pulling, you know, in the $150 a pound versus right now, I think like dollar, yeah, right. five, right. 10 bucks right. for, dollar. you know, or lower depending right. on, you know, for points. Yeah. It's right. pretty. Now, pretty I, cheap.
0: Even, I even see people pulling, you know, good money on it, to, on a uh, smokable, smokable, even, it all depends on how they sell it. But yeah, you know, it, it's out there. So, so the, the the future. I mean, the the history of hemp has generally been CBD and 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 maybe some like snake oil medicine mm-hmm. and, and and but it's really started to mature and mm-hmm. you know this this flood. The thing about floods is historically, the flood will come in and they wash off all the trash us humans like mm-hmm. have put in the way. Yep. You know, what they leave is fertile ground you know, for us to like rebuild on. Oh yeah. You know, and then that's what's going on right now in the hemp industry. I think uh, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the like, you know, gold diggers came and went, big and small came mm-hmm. and went. Some of those gold diggers turned into like real cannabis farmers and yeah. are interested in it. And yeah, like the
1: ones that stick with it early, ones and did that it. stick
0: with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, All the no- brokers went to uh, yeah.
1: PP or the, you know, the PPE or whatever equipment. Oh, and yeah, yeah totally. the mask and stuff. Oh, they just follow the money and they whatever big industry money. is there. Yeah, it's and, yeah. like, oh, I'm
0: gonna broker hemp. Yeah, I'm <laughs> broker, <gonna> broker PPE. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. yeah, The <laughs> so Opportunists, hey, there's nothing wrong with making money, dude. And I get it if that's that your hustle. Like sell yeah. buy buy sell whatever it sure takes. it is. sure it is yeah I'm but just yeah, locked into out, this plant so, yeah I can't seem to do anything different quite beyond it yeah or want to honestly yeah. I mean I've got other interests in my life you know but this is the only business I want to be in yeah
1: no I'm the same way I've been in it for almost five years now and I don't I'm I'm in it for the long term too mm-hmm. so not one of those mm-hmm.
0: quick fly by night. Cause I mean, oh, so. it's, it is a business plan. People come into me all the time and they say, Hey, in three to five years, we're going to exit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you and know, there's probably a
1: lot of opportunities with uh, dispensaries and cannabis, especially if it's the, federally legalized. I see people do buy. it all the time
0: successfully yeah. and I don't see anything wrong with it. chap sure. And I hope people do it, I'll, you yeah. know, like, yeah, let's go do it, man. Sure. You know, yeah, I'm on a different trip, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you like to be in the plant learn it and yeah be in the yeah totally the I dirt. want to be in the
0: mix man be in the dirt I want to be in the dirt that's yeah. why this is the, the real dirt <laughs> right so th- the real dirt on hemp cannabis genetics we've just started to like really like, really get into that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing is everybody just wanted some weed, wanted some hemp, yep. wanted some C B D oil, wanted some relief, wanted some yep. this urge for cannabinoids that mm-hmm. us humans need and want. We oh, don't yeah. even really realize it, but but the the truth of the matter is coming out. Now there's all other secondary compounds that are being developed or already there or, you know, have been like applied uh, mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about some of that. Sure. I think the first
1: one that kind of came out was CBG. CBG. That's the, you know, they can they're making genetics now that are you know high in CBG, mm-hmm. which is the first cannabinoid that the plant grows into before it kind of blooms to CBD, THC, and the mm-hmm. other various cannabinoids. You know, in the genetics, when they're making that plant high in that, it's going to grow higher percentages and extract at higher percentages too that you can make final products with. And I think some of the things that are going on right now that I see in the industry is that. On the chemistry side, they're learning how to take, you know, industrial hemp, which is 0.3% by dry weight Mm -hmm. delta-9 THC, and basically formulate uh, through chemistry, mainly by sunlight, heat, um, sometimes pressure, to form different cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, sure. All the cannabinoids kind of like turn into different cannabinoids, and I'm don't can't recite off the top of my head, but there's like a whole entire tree where CBD might turn into CBN, and then after a while, CBN might turn into CBC. Um, and there's this whole like tree that they turn into different ones. And so, yeah, I feel like the, you know, we're able to generate from industrial hemp, which can be mass harvested through chemistry, Mm -hmm. um, turning them into things like Delta eight THC, which I feel like is very popular. We kind of talked about a little bit. I like how you said it, THC light. THC light. (laughs) It's like THC light to be really honest. But I think it's awesome for people that are new to it and like, you know, new to THC or maybe if they take in... You know, to me, I feel like hemp is a, a good stepping stone. And people that are like brand new to the plant, you know, they're a little sensitive. And so, you know, if they took mm-hmm. uh, a big bong rip, you know, it's going to be a little different experience for them. But taking a CBD, they might promise. pull
0: Stevie Wonder. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> getting stoned <laughs> yeah. blind, stone. and start singing. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Definitely. Oh, that goes out to my my good sister in law. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Nice. It's a good stepping stone. And, you know, D8, I've experimented a lot recently with myself and I really enjoy it. You know, for, it's more of a body high and less of a heady high. It kind of gives me that giggly and relaxed feeling. Um, not taking pretty high doses. I feel like with D8, especially for me, it's been like, you know, hundred milligrams versus like, you know, 20 in an edible that I might do. Mm-hmm. So it's probably five, four or five times I feel like you need more of, but really it's been great. And I feel like, you know, if I'm trying to Still focus and get something done, but I want to relax and have a body high. Delta eight's been great for me on that, and so there's just cool that there. I think the market, new market,
0: is like. And Delta. Delta let's let's talk about Delta sure. for, to, uh, for a second. It's Absolutely. legal in in many areas. Like yeah. Only a couple of states have defined it. Kind of it. defined it as legal. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Um, and who knows what's going to happen? Because I think you know the DEA or the FDA. Right now, it's in that gray area because mm-hmm. the only defined you know laws we have um, are around Delta nine you know, and bat being sure. under 0.3% by dry weight. So when you extract it, it's even, you know, in higher percentages. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another debate. But yeah, I think like, you know, some states have came out and said, I don't want it, but overall the DEA and some of the statements they have around from it, it's still derived from the plant as they termed in the Farm Bill Industrial Hemp. It's kind of one of those areas where they might come in and interpret it someday and be like, it's too close and things like that or sure. whatever, but we'll see, I think in the next six months to a year, especially with all the activity we have with like federal legalization and things like that, we'll, we'll know more on mm-hmm. those. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of opportunity right now because they're getting mm-hmm. popular and less people are doing them. And there's some good alternatives to like, you know, I think for uh, more affordable, like Delta 8 is pretty af- affordable in general for, you know comparatively to delta 9 just because of all the regulations and things you have to do around delta 9 oh absolutely it makes crease well, give,
0: give me the 9 any day but hey I'd, I'd love to have some 8 too okay don't get me wrong it's fascinating. We've been saying this for years that it's not just THC. It's not just THC. It's not just THC. It's not mm-hmm. just THC. But, you know, Colorado and California and some of the other states have really pushed this certificate of authenticity, this this high THC number to sell product mm-hmm. or low THC number mm-hmm. to sell product. Mm-hmm. But you know, they've they've just put THC nine as the 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 boogeyman, honestly. Yeah, they have. You know, and mm-hmm. and The good thing is, it means everything else is pretty much legal in the plant.
1: Yeah, pretty much. They they focused on that entirely and forgot about the other (laughs) hundreds (laughs) that are very similar. They play on one of the two receptor cell, you know, sites in your body: CB one, CB two,
0: and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good. Now, CBG was. you know, one of the, one one of, one of the first alternative cannabinoids besides CBD, Mm -hmm. uh, THC that I had heard about. And so, well, that I I actually got to use, Mm -hmm. like I'd seen like, you know, I'd seen them all read papers about so many of them and there's, you know, like theories, there's hundreds or Fifteen or have you, you know, used CBG right. product? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. D- yeah have totally. you dabbed it or yeah, yeah? I had CB, okay. C, CBG hash, uh, CBG keef. What'd you think? CBG first, it was a Moroccan style hash made from CBG. Uh, yeah, it was great, very uplifting, you know, relaxing at the yeah. same time. But we literally like packed a bowl of it, thinking it was bedtime, so we'd pack some hash. Okay, wow. and because we also had their CBD uh-huh. hash, this was in in. Some part of Eastern Europe. Okay. Uh, man, we fired up the CBG and we started chatting. Everybody started chatting. Yeah. We were up for hours and hours more. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, let's go get some more food. And like, nice. So you felt you know, more,
1: it, like, I guess,
0: energy. energized. Oh, from energized. The... Yeah, yeah, totally, totally energized. You know, where the CBD is far more relaxing. Yeah. You Which know. some
1: people say CBG is more relaxing too. I don't know. It seems like everybody's system sometimes responds oh, it, slightly it, different to it, a lot it, of these. It,
0: I'm a professional user. Um, <laughs> so it it, it, it re, it's similar to how kava works. That'd be a great description. Okay. It's stimulating yet relaxing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like all cannabinoids are still overall relaxing. I'm, I'm more chill. Mm-hmm. I'm more sitting back. Mm-hmm. I'm more aware and or observant around mm-hmm. me. You know, some of them make me a little more tired. CBN specifically I, makes me a little bit more drowsy mm-hmm. when I take CBN. Even Delta 9 sometimes makes me tired, but it depends on, you know, the terpene strength oh, sure. have so much to do with that too.
0: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we're big fans of Lemon G mm. and lim, lim, we've got a Lemon G Dosido, dough and we have also have a uh, Gills and Nils, which is a white cross with Georgia pine, Skunk strain, but okay. both of those are real up, up, up and stimulating. Up. Yeah, I'll to stimulating, try those. and yeah. Sometimes I'll confuse those in the evening, and like like last night, yeah, right. Or it's just so good because it's got that. Pentatonic buzz we were talking about earlier, yeah. you know that I'm just buzzing and don't want to stop, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Did, 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 when you do that, does it make you not fall asleep when you have uh, those up? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're, you're, I, so you're up more when you do that. Yeah, totally, okay.
1: totally. I, I always that I could find like sleep
0: though when I'm when I need to, even when you know any. Sleep. Yeah, you're like my you're like my wife, Jessica. Yeah, you know, she, she's like, oh, I'm gonna go to sleep now. Yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs>
1: that is like me. That's, you know, and that I'm that like, uh,
0: I, uh, I <laughs> yeah, I struggle, I struggle. Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: Is that one of the reasons
0: why cannabis helped you a lot is it? Sleep? Man, is it I am. I am manic as hell, man. Hmm. I mean, up and down. I get so excited about stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> you <know>? love it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And then, I mean, on the, I also like feel it really too. And I get like, really like, you know, depressed. I shouldn't say really depressed, but like, I, I, you know, I really feel it when I lose something or mm-hmm. it doesn't work out for me. I'm, sure. I'm a little bit of a, an emotional roller coaster and, and cannabis absolutely evens that out quite Got a it. bit. It makes it, oh man, the font's not exactly right on that. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, instead of just a, like, oh my god damn it, this, this font's, font's not right. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. And for those of you who get into fonts, you'll understand that yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not that one. Not that one. Oh man, this I need this one. Where did the guy get this one from? Yeah. You know, and oh, yeah. there's just like a million fonts out there. There are a fucking million fonts. You know, I'll obsess over it. I'll I'll swing one way or the other like fuck it, I don't care. Use anything. Oh no, that one sucked. I can't use that one. <laughs> not that one, though. Not that one. <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, so so cannabis really helps me with uh with that, but you know, I mean i also i'm'm I'm, you know, like a, a common problem so many of us have is like I really enjoy the manicness of it sometimes too, mm-hmm. right, and it's part of like who I am, and you know it keeps you know things exciting to some degree. I don't want to just be all the time, yeah, and, you know but but i I need to calm down a little bit, yeah, I need to calm down a little bit, helps you yeah calm right, down anyways. right, yeah, right, that's one thing that's helped done with me too I mm-hmm. agree.
1: I think that's one of the biggest things that I've noticed people overall takes them down a notch, kind of where they a little more chill yeah. and calm and look at things through a little bit different perspective.
0: Yeah. I definitely don't want any medication over, no. you know, my uh, my manicness, but I bet many people in my condition are given it, yeah. you know, or oh, don't yeah. even understand their weed or that they have like this simple access yeah, to, to it, way. you know, to it. And oh, yeah. yeah, man, heat he into the nation, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey i gotta give a big shout out right now to king shiloh sound systems if you guys don't know king shiloh i want you to stop what you're doing go on to facebook go on to youtube look up king shiloh sound system he's out of amsterdam and it's a group of djs who previously pre-covid would go around and have these big speakers and do these big sound wall of sound type shows, wow. right? Old school, seventies, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Grateful that's, Dead style. That's awesome. Right. Uh-huh. But the best reggae you've ever heard, these guys have the deepest cuts. They Ooh. have the, the, Best, the biggest collection of, of reggae singles and vinyls wow. I have ever I, I love reggae and listening to it for uh-huh. 25 years and these guys absolutely crush it Ned, N- N- Nettie I think he's he's uh, one of the DJs, big belly overalls, uh, big white beard, man. He plays just incredible singles. And you know, interesting thing about Jamaica mm-hmm. is they got all of our leftover recording equipment from the fifties and the forties okay. and. Back then, like they just made singles and radio stations would have songs mm-hmm. and, you know, and so they got all of that equipment, started kind of replicating the same type of thing, mm-hmm. right? Like lots of small producers, lots of like singles every week, singles every week. Anybody yeah. could show up and make a single every week. Single sure. every, so all this stuff's off copy right now. Uh, Right. So King Shiloh, they play it it and play it, play it. So it's all the stuff you've never heard of or from artists that, you know, they've, they've lost the copyright or the publishing or however YouTube allows them to do it. So they can just take it and (laughs) run with it then. King Shiloh Sound System, YouTube, Facebook, everybody, please check it out. Tell, Tell King Shiloh Chip from The Real Dirt sent you. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll Have to check them out. Definitely check them oh, out. Oh, it's great! They play a live show out of Amsterdam every Saturday at noon. Okay. Um, How many have you been to? You said well, they, you? they've. They, it's all. It's all. Uh, uh, Facebook now. Yeah. Now Facebook now. So he's got forty two that he's released since okay. COVID. Nice. Right. So, yeah. And uh, man, if you love reggae, or if you're even interested in it. Huh that's how to find out about it listen to his 80 hours of Of reggae reggae. nice man man i would i would would suggest episodes some of the mid-teens 12 13 14s those are some of my favorites okay good to know man thank you yeah reggae, reggae side note reggae side note (laughs) <laughs> reggae and cannabis goes along great though. Dude. I mean, there's something to them. Both, I mean, just music know. in general and, and cannabis go pretty good together. Yeah. I um, need more musicians in here. I'm going to bring some more. Yeah. You'll have to have some people playing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, just talking about getting stoned and, you know, using, you know, cannabis as a, as a performance enhancing cool.
1: drug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. A little PhD. It's part of a, like a reggae P-E-D. musician prerequisite is cannabis, I think. A lot of, a lot of yeah. I've
0: I've met a few that have shunned it, but not many.
1: Not many, but yeah. Not many.
0: You know, Reggae's not really off topic, but uh, uh, we 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 did move along a little bit. So so, what do you see is coming forward for for hemp and and hemp farmers and hemp industry people? Sure.
1: Like I said, on the farm side, I feel like uh, the boutique side, the smokable flower side. If if you're l- looking to get in the business or Looking for opportunity, that's going to be a better opportunity. Most of the uh, products and industrial sides are going to be mass farms. If you're not into that, then it's going to be hard to compete on the markets, more of a commodity. Um, I think on the extraction side, same thing. It's a little bit more commoditized now. There's some large companies that got into it, got a lot of investment. So, you know, the the price for them to create CBD oil and, and isolates and things like that have gone way down the labs that seem to survive and that I work with a lot now are the ones that are good with minor cannabinoids, um, finding ways to, you know, produce these minor cannabinoids from hemp. Um, so they can be sold on the market like the ones that are Delta eight are crushing obviously, cause it's similar to Delta nine, but they're able mm-hmm. to sell it um, right. in more States and things. And so I feel like that's the, uh, another opportunity. And then on the brand side, I would say, you know, if you're just going to say, I want to set up a CBD product, It's going to be, you got to have to differentiate yourself. You you need a target market. You're going to be going to, you know, an audience you're going to be serving and really trying to, I feel like with anything, you know, like dollar beard shave club or whatever, you know, razors and stuff wasn't new and it was a huge market already, but they took it, did a little something different with it, made more of a uh, targeted to a certain audience, you know, had a different experience and packaging and stuff, and then they crushed it. So I think, you know, doing those kind of things in cannabis and it's more what I'm really focused on and creating experiences around it. Would love to have a, a property in the mountains and doing retreats and events around it. And really people can come in and experience it in safe way, as well as try some different parts of it, I think are going to be really um, popular, you know, and I think overall just a event and experience industry is going to grow starting this year from this whole last year, not having any events and experiences. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to explode as well. Um, So those are the areas that I feel are most going to explode if you're looking to get into the hemp and CBD industry, you know, the minor cannabinoids, the boutique products. And if you're on the brand side, just really finding um, your audience and unique people that you're calling to.
0: Everyone who had a rough year in 2019 that decided to keep into it, they, they did, they probably scale back and really realize this year, mm-hmm. you know, how to move forward with their business. Yep. Some people fell apart. Some people waited. Mm-hmm. I know a few big organizations who are just like, Oh yeah, we don't, we're not going to grow anymore. Yeah. Right. And uh, some of those people may come and go, I think the the wisdom of age mm-hmm. of the industry is starting to develop and, you know, out of the necessity or the desire or the want, you know, so many businesses and so many products and so many Brands have been developed. You know, Nike's one of my favorite, favorite stories. It mm-hmm. came out of, like, this this need for, you know, an athletic shoe, mm-hmm. right? And even though there were stuff out at the time, like, they were, they were the first people who... You know, really started to do research on it, yeah, and, and cornered that market, and, and cornered that market. And I think that like the hemp industry is is in exactly that place. Yep. The cannabis industry is in exactly that place mm-hmm. where now we have time to do research and development. We yeah. have time to like standardize practices and not just think about it as like this get rich quick scheme. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my friend uh, Stacy Johnson, Stacy J of Harvest House, he likes to say. Getting rich quick since 1989. <laughs> I feel like that, that's good, <laughs> and and it's so true. But like right now, I think it really yeah. offers that sure. that time. Yeah, you know, and people had all this hemp land around the past year, and they were able to do all kinds of stuff with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the the textile market's coming now. Coming that,
1: that's different, yeah. I feel like that's could be uh, a huge market that really is picking up. Again, I feel like on the growing side, they're mm-hmm. going to be in huge farms that are, you know, they're growing in 15, 20 foot high plants and they're coming through yeah. with harvesting machines yeah. that are, you know, it's very efficient. You get very little bit of a pound I mean, on those. I,
0: I, I met some guys that have got a thousand acres in mm-hmm. like Nebraska or Oklahoma. Yeah, someplace growing doing and they're doing it for, industrial. you know, industrial hemp and they've got a press board plant and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or something like that. And man, that's going to be great. Yeah. No, it will be. You know, they, they like just harvested their crop mm-hmm. and like, they're trying, they're going to go in through it all this next year. They're going to have their first run of product and yep. but it, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's the innovation I feel like that has the opportunity in those areas of like taking
1: the hemp though, not from the growers and and making plastics out of (laughs) it or certain molds for construction or developing products from hemp on the, you know, industrial side is going to be big. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like the the bigger stuff like the growing or the extracting and the commodities are going to be tougher to get in. There's a lot of people in there and the prices are pretty far down, but creating and innovating from those. Are what I think there's it's infinite opportunity like Nike I mean, shoes were around forever but Nike came in and claimed this domain and you know has crushed it and I think there's gonna be there's a lot of opportunity within the industry to be able to do that yeah and
0: innovate a- absolutely yeah man it's uh it's all just started it's all just started For people who think mm-hmm. it's over with or you're not able to guess all like just mm-hmm. just starting so yep. hold on to your hats exactly it's uh it's it's happening, man. It is. It is a lot of opportunity. Sticking a plant
1: in the ground and thinking, all right, I can just do this, follow this process, and make a shit ton of money. That mm-hmm. those are over. Um, I and mean, you know, you had a short window on those, but the opportunity to take something and do something cool with it. Well, man, and
0: I'll, I'll say I've been new. doing it for you know, wow, a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is my thirty-second outdoor year. Yeah, You're OG it's never been that easy <laughs> yeah. to just stick a just, plant in the ground and pull money out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like some people I hear that that works, but like it, not it, very often, dude, just, that was fantasy. hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've, you've had every mm-hmm. year has been mm-hmm. learning, huh? Dude. Every year has been great. Every year has yeah. been a learning curve every year, is, but it's just, it's, it is a job. If you want to do it professionally, it's a job. Go grow a plant in the backyard. You don't have to do much if you don't yeah. want to. Sure. Right. Like, you know, you've got great topsoil there. You got a water sprinkler there. Like you got a fence around, like, you know, go grow a field. Personal use plants would be like that. Yeah. Right. It's a different scenario, but uh, love weed, love everything about it. And uh, just wanted to keep learning more, talking to more people about it and, you know, helping more people grow. Nice. Which I know
1: you do a lot of growing supplies. What do you feel like the market for people that are just trying to do things at their house or, you know, I, I think that's another opportunity too, like growing kits, um, especially if things come. Yeah. You know, we've tried to put
0: things. a lot of kits together over time, but, uh, people, the cannabis industry are, you know, DIYers for sure. And they just want to buy the parts and pieces and kind of put it together. Yeah. Right. But, uh, I'll say that part of that is grow tents. Mm. Grow tents are, you know, they're hard to get people. I mean, just, there's so many of them out there now. Like if you, you know, are one of the 300,000 people in Oklahoma that got your prescription for medical cannabis, you tried to go buy a grow tent, Mm -hmm. which is like a little four by four, eight by eight or four by eight little, you know, vinyl type cloth tent that you can erect in your house and it'll light tight it so you can flower cannabis. Yeah. Right. Everybody is, is interested in that. And I think they're one of the greatest things in the world, man, Mm -hmm. honestly. The entry level for everybody who's wanted to grow a plant, they can easily go do it in their backyard with a bag of soil. Hmm. You know, go pick up a pi- bag of, of of growers cocoa HP, or you know, just drop it in a hole in your backyard and plant your plant in it. Yeah. Like everybody wants to do that. Who's yeah. ever smoked weed sure. or thought about it? Yeah. And were like it's legal now. Let's grow, you know, let's <laughs> grow. Man. Yeah. And 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 honestly, everybody should. Yeah, good experience <laughs> to learn. <laughs> Think of how much better it would be uh-huh. if 150 adult Americans mm-hmm. all went out and planted one plant in their backyard. Yeah. All right. Let's split it off into couples and families and just say 50 million Americans went and planted out one plant of ganja in their backyard. Wow, man, we could see some real change in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would, right? that would be a lot of change. <laughs> that would
0: be. It would. Maybe there will be that
1: one day. You know, that's what I was wondering, like, you know, coffee people, I mean, they don't necessarily grow the coffee, but they're grinding up the beans. They're French pressing, they're doing like, you know, all the uh, extracting, basically the coffee right there in the house. And I'm wondering if cannabis is going to have that same kind of market to where there's all these at home kind of little extraction systems and things like that. It becomes like that much of a, a household plant, you know, especially as we get deep down and like learning more about the plant, the different cannabinoids and growing different strains. I think it'd be interesting, you know, like I want a little more CBD or this is more for the daytime or this is more for my nighttime. I'm curious how the the market ends out and I
0: think there's a lot of innovation in that area. there's a lot of room to grow. Oh, there's it's tons crazy. of room to go, man it's it's just started. well, hey hey, Matt, let's talk about uh um your the, the brand you're building and and what's going on with with you and in your business. Sure. well, thanks, man. So
1: currently right now, like i said, i'm I'm really focused on the experience around cannabis played such a large role in my life on the way it helped me open up to patterns and things and programs that I had that I weren't necessarily serving me and I feel like it was a big stepping stone in that. So currently I have three main core values uh, around our products. Number one is intention setting. So I like to say the analogy of a car analogy. To me, cannabis and CBD and hemp are the vehicle that we're using to get to a place. Um, Our intentions are... our uh, our navigation, basically, like where, where are we wanting to go? So we're really big with from the first 30 days, people taking our products, trying to connect with them and find out what are their intentions for taking the products? Is it to sleep better? Is it why are they wanting to sleep better to because they're starting a new business or whatever it is in life right really be clear because sleep feels good sleep feels good
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> no no joke but like you know people like sleep is one of those things that people like oh you can't sleep and it's like if you haven't been, in that position, you know, of not oh, yeah. being able to sleep. We talked about this other. Yeah. You sleep great. I sleep great. Right. I, I don't at yeah. all. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, man, it's hard, man. Like, yeah, you know. And then, like, when you start like taking, you know, substances to help you sleep, most of them have some hangover yeah. type effect. Yeah, more drowsy in the morning. More.
1: Yeah, yeah I agree. And so, yeah, cannabis has been one of the biggest things I feel like for
0: what I hear most people taking Mm it for, help them relax and sleep. And, And you know, inflammation, mm -hmm. any type of inflammation I see, I see with CBD specifically, I see the aid in, you know, their, the other, you know, pharmaceuticals they're using, Mm -hmm. right? They don't have to take as much. It means that they don't have the, as many adverse side effects from the pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. as well. Yep. Right. And all that may, means something. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think that it's a
1: natural plant that's has a lot of different uses, but I think mainly in helping people relax, kind of helping work on the nervous system and their immune system, which is basically taking away right inflammation and why people say that cannabis has helped with such a wide range of things because it usually comes down to those two things. It helps calm their nervous system down which I think everybody's a little bit more wired nowadays. There's a lot more stimulus we have coming at us and COVID and things like that. We just, there's more nervous system disorders, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression, things like that, where I feel like, you know, definitely cannabis and the endocannabinoid system, when it's healthy, helps the nervous system regulate as well as the immune system with inflammation. And like I said, it, it works on a host of different, you know, diseases and I guess conditions that people say
0: it helps with. So yeah, And, and hey man, it's fine to self-medicate. Yeah, no. right. We do it all the time. I agree. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, and you know that's why all the over counter drugs are theirs because you can self medicate. Mm-hmm. Self medicating with cannabis is one of the most effective, less <laughs> least harmful things that anyone can do. And I know I'm preaching the choir here because yeah. we've got thirty thousand listeners here that are just going to say, "Right on, Chip." Yep. You know. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: But it's true. It is true. It is true. You know, and that's, I think with our brand, it's more of like, set your intentions, have gratitude around mm-hmm. it and really just focus on like, what are you trying to bring this plant to do in your life? Right. Um, and, right. you know, our deal is... Building a community where we can support each other in those right. changes,
0: right? And are you you guys, are are you connected on Facebook or Instagram? You have social media platforms you work with?
1: Yeah, so we have, we're on Instagram um, at thealchemist.com, uh, thealchemist. I don't know if some people, ba- the name was based on the book, The Alchemist. Have you read mm-hmm. that book? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I love that book. Um, sure. And, you know, to me, there's a lot of hidden stories in that book and, and hidden gems in that book of good lessons that you could learn. But for me, it was more about that, you know, the boy that kind of went against the programming that he was taught and what he was supposed to be in this Mm -hmm. world to, you know, discover his own personal legend. And that's kind of what I'm, you know, with that, with him mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is, you know, I kind of was the same way I grew up in a, this was not uh, acceptable planet, Like the devil's lettuce, like we talked about earlier and, you know, finding it, helping in my life and following that path and my mm-hmm. intuition, uh, discover my own journey. And so I feel like everybody can do that with, you know, cannabis in their own way. And our goal is to kind of help them set that intention you know, help inform the gratitudes around it um, and then build a community where people that are going in the same direction, like, Hey, we're all trying sure. to sleep better. We're all trying to do this. We can kind of share openly like, Hey, this is, this is working for me. These, you know, I'm uh, smoking cannabis at night and I'm using CBD during the day and this is how it's affecting me. And these are the dosages I'm doing um, because it, you know, we haven't had a lot of research around the plant because it's been illegal. Yeah. There's next more none. And more next, next to none. Next to none. Because federally, yeah, it's, you, it's still schedule one, which has prevented, colleges and things like that, which I'm sure your listeners know too, but schedule one, you can't do any research around as much where, you know, you have cocaine and meth and all of them are schedule two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so it's it just nuts how that works, but I feel that, you know, there's starting to become more research, especially hemp and stuff is at least, introduced the plant cuz i you know i tell people hemp is cannabis there's no difference it's the same plant yeah absolutely yeah. all the
0: time people exactly. are like oh hemp not cannabis i'm like same stuff cannabis. same 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 plant. stuff they're yeah. like well not the new federal regulations i'm like yeah. no nope, new federal yeah. regulations same thing exactly <laughs> right same, right it's just the same plant it's just uh government had to reclassify to make them feel better about you know all right we're stepping
1: we're stopping the line at 0.3% thc mm-hmm. that's hemp that's hemp now it's hemp now it's okay mm-hmm. yeah right exactly now it's an artificial line and same plant Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're able to study it from that angle a little bit to kind of see what THC is doing and what, you know, CBD and CBG and all these other minor cannabinoids and terpenes are doing inside the body. Um, I feel like that's going to continually grow. Um, and the more we get into that and more research, we get into that the more, we'll be able to, you know, develop products and have businesses that are focusing around certain parts of the plant and what people are dealing with, um, and needing help with in their life.
0: Yeah, Matt. Well, hey, thanks for joining me today, man. This was a great conversation. I uh, was looking forward to it. We always uh, talk uh, so well together about hemp, CBD (laughs) and cannabis. Next time you're down here in Oklahoma, well, uh, let's go track down some of those uh, industrial hemp people. Sounds good, man. Sounds yeah. good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it, Absolutely. Yeah, And thank you once again for listening to another episode of The Real Dirt with Chip Baker and today, Matt Chandler. Hey, you guys, we all love cannabis. And, you know, the hemp and the medical cannabis and the ganja people, you're, you're often fighting this wrestling match. And I'm going to ask each and every one of you, to embrace each other. Embrace your cannabis brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter if they're a hemp grower, if they're a medical cannabis grower, if they're a ganja grower, if they're a personal grower, if they're a home grower, right? Hey, we're all in this together and uh, let's work together and and really find out the real dirt on it. hemp, ganja, medical cannabis. This is it, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker.